Okay. All right, well, today is our last and final day of Phoenix Comic Con, so hopefully you've got to see some panels you wanted to see, meet some guests you wanted to meet, and made some new friends. We are at Nerd Inc., and I've lost my notes. Hold on. Kindles are great. Mark Twain is substituting? Mark Twain is substituting for notes. Here um, we go. That, that camera? Is that my camera? Yeah. Oh, that's the still camera. Okay, perfect. Cool. <laughs> All right. All right. You're all good. <laughs> Humans have long expressed themselves via tattoos, and nerds are no exception. Nerds everywhere are getting tattoos to express themselves in their nerdy passions, and tattoo artist Tariq Sabur is here to talk about the stories behind them. So to get us started, why don't you talk about why you decided to become a tattoo artist? Um, I, hello. I decided to become a tattoo artist because when I was in high school, people started hitting me up to draw tattoos for them right about when everyone starts turning 17 and 18. And I would draw these tattoos for them, and they would be awesome. And then they would go and get these tattoos, and they would not be awesome. So I was like, I think I can do better than that, you know, as a service. Not like, I'm awesome, I can do better. But, you know, if my friends are getting tattoos and they were, like, less than the standard, I thought I could, I could help out with that. And so that's how I got started. I uh, hunted around for an apprenticeship got one in another country, and then, uh, <laughs> and then um, came back, and the rest is history. All right. Do you have any Gigi tattoos yourself? I have one tattoo that I can share. All right. Only that you one. can share? <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, this is um, it's what I call a black, black abstract. It's not a tribal tattoo, because I'm not from a tribe, but... Um, <laughs> a lot of that, you know, like, there's a lot of tribal cultures that are built around tribal tattoos, and they're really beautiful and really rich, and these tattoos have a vocabulary, they have a graphical lexicon, they've got an alphabet, and um, I've always felt that tattoos that didn't really follow that couldn't really consider themselves tribal, but there are a lot of tattoos out there like that, and they've kind of built their own culture around the American tribal tattoo and what it means and how it reads, so I just call them black abstracts, and I've got my own style of doing it, like, like the different curves have different meanings and the different angles. You've got angry lines and happy lines and different things that mean different things. But uh, this is an abstraction of a gust of wind because that's my element and, yeah, my most defining characteristic. Flow. She's like the wind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, what is the most epic geeky tattoo you've ever seen? The most epic geeky tattoo I've ever seen would be there's a gentleman, he's pretty famous. Get this up here. Oh, wait, this way. This one. He tattooed his entire body like as a skeleton. He started out with a few different tattoos, and um, as time went on, he started building an entire skeleton on his skin, and uh, including the exposed brain at the top. Like he's hella famous. I've been seeing him seeing him over the years. He started with the face and then just built it from there. And to me, just like the amount of science and anatomy that goes into that is awesome. And uh, although this is a profile, it's, you can't really see it that well. It's really well done. It's like super anatomically correct. It's really technically well executed. And that says a lot because putting a tattoo like on your soft tissue, like your nose, your face, it's really hard to get the ink to fix right. So that's both technically like scientifically and informationally, it's like the nerdiest, most awesome tattoo in the world ever. Not to mention that now that he has that tattoo, he lives that every day. 
Like, you guys are in costumes, you get to go home and take your costumes off. Him, the lizard man, you guys have probably seen the guy who's like the great Omi. He's got all these crazy like zebra spots. Uh, there's another gentleman that's tattooed like entirely in blue purple pieces. Like, th- those are true nerds. They live that every day. The Enigma. The Enigma. Who said that? Enigma. Yeah. See? <laughs> all right. Have you noticed a rise in nerdy tattoos over the last few years? Yes. I've noticed a rise in um, nerdy tattoos and really artsy tattoos. None of you guys out there look like true hipsters. So I'm going to go ahead and say there's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of hipsters getting like real, just like Dadaist, like doodle tattoos, like sketches that look like someone did it in their high school notebook, including the line paper, and they'll get that tattooed on. And um, that to me is pretty nerdy because it's like niche, niche culture. Um, video games have just like been had seen such a rising soar in popularity in the past several years. I think it's because like they're more and more awesome, and uh, you see a lot more of those tattoos. What else? Yeah, not, not to mention with social media, you can share a lot more of your personal life than you used to be able to. So you actually do see a lot more than you used to. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Okay. Cool. I whisper. I'm usually like this close to someone when I'm talking, so. <laughs> All right, and then what is uh, the actual nerdiest tattoo that you've put on somebody? The ner- those are really cool. Yeah. The nerdiest tattoo I've ever put on somebody, hello, <laughs> would be. Yes, I am tattooing an entire, thank you. Tattooing an entire back piece of Sindragosa, the uh, frost dragon from World of Warcraft. Yeah, like from here, here, <laughs> to like below her belt line and up one of her arms. It's super dope. It's going to be super epic. It has the, like, the castle in the background. Yeah, it's going to be really awesome. Those tattoos, like large tattoos like that tend to take several months, so it takes a lot of dedication. You know, you do it in... Um, Depending on your t- pain tolerance and your budget, like two to three hour sessions on into eternity. Like when you see the big Japanese back pieces, people will spend five or ten years getting those weekly. So, you know, our American ones don't, they pale in comparison. <laughs> uh, it looks like we've already got a hand up for a question. Are you ready for questions oh. or did you have some? I'll, I'll take an odd one. There are. You can find them on my Facebook. Um, I'm Tariq Sabor. The name is on the, the posters over there. And uh, my company is Fine Art for Bodies. It's pretty easy to remember, so you can just Google it. It'll come up all over the place. And I just recently learned, if you Google a lot of like really niche things, like uh, sacred geometry, like some of, the, some of the nerdy tattoos I've done, like I'll actually come up on the first couple pages of Google. I'm really proud of that. It's really cool. But um, yeah, Fine Art for Bodies. You can see the progress on there. Who asked that? Where'd he go? There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll be able to find them. Didn't think to bring those. Oh, wait. Yeah, I did. They're on my computer. Maybe after. I'll pull them up. <laughs> Good. What's your favorite tattoo? I'd say that one. Yeah. It's, it's like, in addition to being really, like, epically awesome, it's really sexy. Like, it's like whips and winds around her back, and the background's all, like, smoky and wavy. It's really dope. Yeah. Think if there's any other really dope ones I've done. I did a body painting uh, photo shoot for a friend of mine a couple weeks ago. We took uh, the Tokidoki pattern. We took uh, one of the Tokidoki models and painted and dressed and made her up into that model. So I got to paint the actual Tokidoki sleeve on her, and that was sick. It's this really dope hanya with cherry blossoms and two cranes. 
That was awesome. Yeah. Any other questions? You. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think people are going to think of us like thirty, forty, fifty years from now when we're all getting a lot older and we're covered in these crazy things that maybe we're a fad now? Mm-hmm. Really unheard of in the future. Yeah, I think this is going to be awesome. As far as fads, <laughs> as far as fads and memes, like I would tend to steer clear of those just because they're by nature very short-lived, and. Um, like you said, like it will be really obscure. I saw a tattoo today. I think I brought it. I'm going to touch on that later. Uh, what is it? It's an OMFG tattoo on a winged sidekick on the back of his neck. Very visible. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, no one's going to know what a sidekick is in two years, much less ten. No one's going to, like, I don't know if that'll still be the same, but it may or may not, but it's just kind of very now, you know? Whereas, like, a lot of things are, like, epic and timeless like Zelda will never die that's been around like 20 30 years oh wow awesome I get my mouse back did that change no Zelda zombies epic and timeless no one will ever get tired of zombies <laughs> and that's one tattoo you see done so well because they are so popular. Like people who do super realistic, real juicy looking portraits of zombies, and um, very very well executed. We have the Joker. Yeah, he wins. That is an awesome tattoo, all around. Very good. Um, so back to your question. Sorry, I got severe ADD. Um, <laughs> I think that, um, for one, tattooing is such a culture, cultural phenomenon now that I really don't think that our kids will have the same feeling towards tattoos that our parents did. And they won't have the same feelings towards their parents' tattoos that we had about our parents' tattoos. Um, for one, uh, the technology is improving. When you see, like, 60-year-old sailors with these blue blob tattoos, those tattoos were done with tattoo noodles that look like, like miniature Vulcan cannons. They were just like just huge and they just like giant, blunt, sharpened, reused. The ink <laughs> in the Sailor Jerry movie, he talks about how back in the day they used to tattoo out of the same jar of ink all day. They would just use it until a scab formed on top of it. And then you spray some alcohol in it, stir it up, and then use it again. This is back in the day. This is before they invented like, you know, diseases and bacteria and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so that, so when you see those tattoos, like people didn't know how to take care of them. There was no aftercare. They scabbed up horribly. The ink fell out. So, um, like, I've, my one of my oldest tattoos, one of my first epic tattoos, that's on the cover of my uh, my portfolio, and the flyer and everything. That tattoo's like seven years old now, and it still looks just like it looked. So, aftercare. Listen to your artists. Very important. If you've just come into the room and you're standing in the back, can you come inside and find a seat somewhere? We've got the uh, seat no one wants to sit in right here in the front. Uh, Teacher's pet seats. We've got seats throughout. Uh, We can't have anyone standing around. So if you could find a seat, that would be fantastic. Feel free to make your way past the merchandise table here on the left where you can buy things and look at things and stuff. Um, 
Excuse me for a moment. Fish keys. Thank you for being the brave soul to take the seat. I see your hand way in the back. I, I recognize you. You don't have to keep your hand up the whole time. I'm not telling you to put your hand down. I'm saying right now while he's off stage, you can take a break. Yeah. Put your hand down. We might be in a room of nerds. Everybody, uh, this, I'd like to introduce my uh, wonderful support staff. This is Morgan Harrington. She's my apprentice. She's learning to tattoo, and she's freaking awesome at it. <laughs> Everyone feel free to stare at her and make her feel awkward. It's part of the job, feeling awkward. And uh, this is Cece. She is my esteemed, very good friend and uh, general assistant. She's like, learning how to do a lot more art, too. Don't stare at her, though. She's really fierce. Like, she'll, she'll whip your ass. And uh, <laughs> Johnny is just awesome. He's always around being useful and a fucking... Oh, darn it. I knew that was going to happen. Arr, arr. Please He's watch always around being an awesome friend and helping hand and stealing my T-shirts event after event. <laughs> okay. Sorry for the interruption. Um, I saw another question. Lady in the pink shirt. No. Not a nerdy tattoo. I just like, I get hyped about them. Those are the fun ones. I, uh, so many tattoos, especially with me, I get a lot of really custom, really artistic, very serious tattoos. So when someone comes along and they want like a text bubble with ouch tattooed above one of their scars, I'm like, yeah. It takes half an hour. It's awesome. We can laugh about it. Go back to drawing other stuff. It's great. <laughs> I, I tend to refuse to do tattoos that are just like, bad ideas, not necessarily based on content, like, bad ideas as far as placement, perception is big, like, there's things you can get tattooed that you might think it's cute and funny, but other people will find, like, really offensive, and that can land you in bad situations, so those are the ones I tend to coach away from. <laughs> Over there in the orange shirt, and then you're next. I've never done a Harry Potter tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I will totally, any takers? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was doing a special last week. Um, yeah, definitely would love the opportunity to do some more of those. <laughs> and then the young lady in the black shirt. Yeah, that's, um, that's a little more complicated question. I'd rather save that one for the end. But generally speaking, yeah, ask me later. <laughs> That's a couple paragraphs. <laughs> um, do we have more? Moderator questions? Whatever oh. you'd like, pretty much. Um, do you have more questions for me? I do not, but they do. Okay, cool, awesome. All right, I'll definitely go through a couple more questions, and I'm going to try and hit up this whole outline thing. You know what? Whatever, who needs it? We're making good progress. <laughs> um, First one to raise two hands goes. Go. 
Oh, this guy. <laughs> um, what's the most niche thing you've done? Um, I, you know, the most niche things I've done was not really a nerdy tattoo, but it was a Wrangler's jeans logo. The reason I, <laughs> I feel like it was so niche is because I'd never heard of that. Like, I don't even know if I knew about that brand before that. And um, so it's super, like, there's probably only one of those out there. <laughs> Google it. Maybe I'll come up. <laughs> All right, uh, lady in the... Wait, you already had a chance. I'm going to come back to you. You, because you hit him when you didn't get it. <laughs> um, okay, we're And it like totally fails sometimes. Yeah. Not that that happens with tattoos. <laughs> but yeah, you do actually very often have to take your stencil. Like you have this nice perfect stencil. You're all excited about it. And you're like, yes. And then you try and put it on someone's forearm. Forearms are the worst because they're actually triangular. It's really weird. They go from a triangle to a square. You try and wrap it around someone's forearm and you wind up having to like cut right through it and then cut a piece out of it and then paste it. It's really sad. It's just a sad thing to do to your drawing. But um, the differences are that. It's three-dimensional. Like, there are no flat surfaces on your body except for, like, the middle of your chest, one or the other of your shoulder blades, and maybe, like, the flank of your butt cheek. Like, not a lot of flat places. So that's just, like, getting the, the drawings to wrap around your contours. There's not any cylinders on your body either. Like, your, your upper arm is shaped like the Triforce. <laughs> your lower forearm is also it's like a like an oblong with a dip in it that dip in your elbow is the worst place to tattoo it hurts a lot and then um your wrist is kind of a square so it's just like you've always got to transmorph these designs around all these curves it's pretty cool and then um people twitch and complain and <laughs> laugh and stuff like that <laughs> but yeah there's a few things like that cake decorating um carving, like etching, where you have to work around 3D objects that are very similar to tattooing. But a uh, tattoo machine is a very awkward tool. So it's a very, very, uh, very unique conundrum. Alrighty, let's go to the gentleman in the blue shirt with the lightsaber. Dude, I tattooed this guy who, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, he was like a Secret Forces Special Elite Commander dude. <laughs> <laughs> the dude was like, Actually, he wasn't that much taller than me, but he was, like, four feet wide. And his, <laughs> his arm was like this, like, this is a normal arm. Ow. His arm was, like, shut up. His arm was, like, <laughs> the size of my torso. It took two sheets of, like, full sheet tracing paper to wrap around his arm. And um, he, went, he was a doctor. He's retired from that, and now he's a doctor. And he was, like, I don't, I'm booked for three months. If we don't get it done today, we're not going to be able to finish it. I was, like, okay. I tattooed him for 14 hours straight. And then he came back. We got a full sleeve done. It took, this is like a full back piece worth of tattooing. It took 56 hours, and we did it in a month. So it was four or five, 10 to 12-hour sessions. Very hardcore. Very difficult. Very, very awesome. I'm going to pull that one up and show it to you, because that's a total nerd tattoo. Who knows about Silent Dragon? See, that's like four of you. There's only six of them. Six of them. Six of them. And it's the dopest comic book ever. Like, so dope. 
And um, he came in and he wanted something to do with warriors and samurais on his right arm because he had like a Punisher tattoo and this one was like forgiveness. So he wanted that to be like all war and we just tattooed all these samurais from Silent Dragon and it's so sick. I'm very proud of that one. Did that answer your question at all? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm trying to go back in chronological order, but I don't see the same hands I saw earlier. You know. No. Okay. Maybe later. But you. <laughs> mm. Oh. Look inside yourself. <laughs> but no, seriously, you do. Like, you start with your, um, your own influences. But I usually tell people, it's almost like a canned response, except that when I write it, I just tailor it to the person's questions, so it doesn't sound like a canned response. But um, what, you, what I usually say is um, go through the internet, go through some books. Books are way better than the internet for everything. Remember that. Um, <laughs> and uh, whatever your mild interest is, find some pictures, images about what that pertain to what you want to get. And I uh, bring them in for your consultation. I usually say to print them out and bring them in. Um, if you've got one main theme, you narrow it down to like two to three pages, two to three images. If you've got like a diverse theme that's going to be a collage of different items, then maybe two to three of each, each main element. And um, that's pretty much it. Like start with what you want and then build it around that. Uh, the young lady there in the... I'm trying to stop pointing at people. Let's do one of these. There. Yes. Dude, I've done way too few of those because I love those. There's like the steampunk dragon floating around out there on the internet. I want to tattoo that on somebody so bad. It is so awesome. And um, I really love that style. Like ever since way before the recent... Re re the re wave of steampunk popularity like steampunk was one of my favorite styles before it ever was a style yeah like <laughs> mad max was steampunk that was before i was even big enough to watch it freaking that doesn't count right what else is steampunk all those like post-apocalyptic movies from back in the 90s like steampunk Waterworld was steampunk yeah what else yo bioshock not really steampunk, more Art Deco, but the best. Like Bioshock and God of War are the best art games in the world ever. No arguments. Yes, that please. Hey, where's my applause sign? I had an applause sign. It didn't finish getting made though. <laughs> um, did that answer the question? I'm the king of tangents. Okay. <laughs> um, the gentleman there in the red badge. You know what, when that first came out, people would say, hey, have you heard of UV ink yet? Have you used it yet? I'm like, that doesn't sound safe or healthy because phosphors are the only chemicals that are black light reactive and they're all poisonous, which is why you don't put light sticks in your mouths for the people who were at the rave yesterday. Don't do that. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> they'll poison you. And, uh, <laughs> um, and True enough. The other thing is there's a lot of new things that come out in the past several years with the rise of popularity and tattooing and the industrialization of the, of the field. There's been a lot of new things that popped up. And uh, one of the general rules of thumb is you stick with what you know. Like the people that have been ge generating and producing tattoo ink for the past 100 years have been formulating and generating and selling tattoo ink for the past 100 years. 
in the past like two years, there's been like 50 new brands that came out. I wouldn't use them because for one, you got to wear that tattoo for the rest of your life. Um, for two, it's just like any like a new drug that comes out. Like you don't know what the side effects are going to be in 10 years. So, you know what I mean? You want to stick with something that's been in use for 50 years, and you see what happens when people use it. And uh, sure enough, the uh, the UV ink has recently been discovered to be carcinogenic. Yes, bad. You with the dreadlocks. I've noticed that, no, not with the nerdy ones, but I do. I tend to get a lot of koi fish, phoenixes, and um, dragons. So I, do, I do tend to specialize in like more Eastern Asian-influenced art and uh, neo-traditional. So that's what I usually tend to get the most requests from. There's something weird in the air, though. It's almost like it's seasonal. Like, um, I think Michelle asked me about her family crest. In the past three weeks, I've had like four requests for family requests, like... It's almost like there's a season for certain types of tattoos and everyone comes at the same time. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric Mo. Uh, going back kind of to the last question, too, with like UV inks, are tattoo inks or any associated products regulated in any way, like by the FDA? Um, frighteningly, no. <laughs> Nor is tattooing in the state of Arizona, which is also very frightening. Yeah, quite. More on that later. Not, not nerdy enough for today. <laughs> but um, there are a few inks that are regulated by the FDA, but from my layman's understanding, like you pretty much pay for FDA regulations, so it's the bigger companies that get their, their regulations done. And um, the way it works, it takes years to push it through, so it's one of those big government conspiracy things. I don't, I don't know that much about it. But for the most part, no. <laughs> um, gentleman in the gray hat. Both. I really like black and gray, and I really like color, so I, I, yeah. Lady in the pink shirt, again. Oh, me? No. <laughs> I did recently have a young lady who was upset because she wanted me to change her tattoo and add to it, and I was like, well, I can do that, but I'll have to charge you for the next session. She got so upset at me. I was like, well, I already finished it, and it's awesome, like, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, as far as me, like, nah, dude, like, tattooing is such it's such a serious art form. Like, for one, there's a lot of drafts that go into it before you do it. Like, I have a recent tattoo I just posted. It's the um the food dog sleeves, like the male and female food dog on either arm, and there's like probably like nine or ten pages of drawings that went into that tattoo. So by the time you tattoo it on someone, you're like. Ooh, got it. Yes. What's the abbreviation? You're like H Y F R. <laughs> That's a Drake song. It means heck yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, the gentleman in this. Wait, no, you with the beard because you've had the hand up for a while. Ooh, um, Horiyoshi. Like I tend to really study the oldies, like the greats. You know, um, just like with the fine arts, like. There are people who originated art styles, like you got your, and it's so funny because this was like a million years ago without doing actual math. Math. Um, da Vinci, he invented Da Vinci style. Michelangelo invented Michelangelo style. Van Gogh invented Van Gogh style. And on through the years, you know? And then there's other people who um, tend to, I won't, it's not a, so much of a question of copying, it's just they tend to lean towards it. 
But the same thing with tattooing. Like the tradition, the god of traditional Japanese tattooing is Horiyoshi. There's also a Horimoja. There's also a Hori something else. That's the it, there's a title for tattooist. But um, there's Sally Jerry, and then there's who's the guy with the fashion brand? Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy is Sally Jerry's apprentice. Nobody knows who Sally Jerry is unless they drink his alcohol. That bothers me. He's like the godfather of American tattooing. Like every traditional piece of tattoo art. Who? Harry Smoku. He's the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he's like the godfather of American tattooing. Like went to Japan, went, traveled all the middle, the middle East, sorry, the Pacific, and learned it and brought it back and adapted it. So every time you see a traditional tattoo, it came from him. And nobody knows who he was. That bothers me. So I tend to stick to that. Like your, your Sailor Jerry's, your Hori, Hori, see now I'm confused. Yes, your Yoshi. <laughs> Pardon me for a moment. Um, <laughs> there's a really, but then there's also your neo-traditional movements that are happening now. Like there's the Thomas Thomas and Thomas Hooper that do a lot of um, like sacred geometry and like mixed with this really crazy dark neo-traditional with like goat heads and like oculi. Oh, this isn't that shirt. Oculi and like crazy stuff like that. Um, those are really awesome. There's a neo-traditional Japanese artist. You can, I'll, I'll get you next. You can go ahead and drop it. That arm's tired. <laughs> um, he's broken away from the traditional Japanese tattoo where you've got a uh, very, there's like a pattern. There's like a set list of patterns that people use, like your sleeves, your chest pieces, your back pieces are all shaped a certain way. And when you get to the edges, they chop off. So like the newer, the newer neo-traditional is like they'll just continue the backgrounds. You get these crazy like dynamic backgrounds that whip around your body and the smoke forms the border and it's really awesome stuff. So um, that is Shige, yellowblaze.net. Look him up, change your life if you're into tattoos. Uh, Thomas Hooper, Horiyoshi, I can't think of any else. I've been talking too much, too fast for too long. Um, you. Who? <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't hear. <laughs> oh, genitalia. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's pretty common. Cause it's one of those things. Like people are like, "Oh, this is clever and cool and unique. I'm gonna do it," and then everyone does it. So, you know, <laughs> it happens once in a while. Not like every week, but often enough. <laughs> With the Triforce shirt. Um, tattoos for cover-ups, um, it's a little bit of a different design equation. And um, because, mainly because you're dealing with what you call constraints in design terminology, like normally you've got a canvas, you fill the canvas, that's it. Or you've got a body part, you, for me, like I'm really into making a tattoo fit a person, so you fit their contours, you fit their musculature, and that's it. When you have a cover-up, you've got something that you've got to work around, you've got lines that you need to incorporate into the tattoo or shapes that you gotta, you know what I mean? Work into the tattoo. So it really informs the way that you lay out your tattoo and where you put your colors and your dark areas and stuff like that. But um, yeah, actually a good, up until recently, I'd say a good like 60% of my tattoos were cover-ups. And I feel like um, I tend to be a, a more, I'm way more obscure. I'm not like out there, I'm not club tattoo. I don't have bumper stickers. I do have bumper stickers. <laughs> They're for sale over there. Um, yeah, they're awesome. I'm trying to create a secret society. Like, 
I've got this logo. Let me see if I have one on me. Is anybody in here recording? We're going to have to cut recording. This is top secret. Oh, yeah, on the back of Johnny's shirt is this. And it's all, like, cryptic and mysterious. And um, I just kind of, you know, sell them for a couple of bucks. So they're everywhere. And people are slapping them up all over the place. So it's kind of like Obey, you know. Nobody knows what it means. It's just cool. <laughs> um, I forgot the question. And who asked it? You. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. How did I get from that to Locos? How did that even happen? I know I was starting to say that a large percentage of my tattoos were cover-ups. Oh, because I'm very obscure. And people um, tend to find me after they've already gotten a few tattoos and have been variously satisfied with the results. So then they spend some time and research and find uh, artists that's a little more, you know, more artistic. And um, that's when they find me. So I wind up doing a lot of cover-ups. So do your research. Find an artist that fits you, like, for real. They're going to hurt you for hours. You want to like this person. <laughs> um, I'll take the gentleman. Wait, I got you. Let me take you in the striped shirt, because you did something earlier that was awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, totally. Shop minimum is $60. Yeah. But uh, other than that, like generally, uh, tattoo-specific questions for your specific tattoos, I'd have you wait until the end, and or sign up on the email list, and then I'll follow up with an email, and then you can write me your question, because that will definitely eat up all of our time. And I know a lot of people will probably have a million questions about their specific tattoo. Oh, wow, dude, yeah. I was like, how am I going to fill an hour? I haven't even gotten to my whole outline thing. Score. All right, wow. We can stop with questions right, if you need to do your... Yours, and then I'm going to go through that row because these guys just came in. You. Oh, wait. How do you, you. How do you feel about uh, tattoos and organizations? Like, for example, I'm an engineer. Mm -hmm. And the company that I work for right now is actually really open and accepting of body modifications. Very cool. Um, well, the first thing I would say is, like, you wait until you're established in your career and you know where you are, because you know if you're going to be a surgeon, you're a surgeon. And if you're a surgeon, no one's going to bother you about your tattoos, because you're saving their life. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're, you know what I mean, if you work at a shop, you might not be at that shop forever. Whereas if you just graduated from college and you're in marketing, you know you're going to be in marketing, because you just paid 60 grand to get into it. But uh, <laughs> um, as far as um, tattoos in the workplace, I would say... Uh, Get them in a place that won't show in regular business attire. That's the easiest solution. Like your polo shirts, that's a t-shirt. Your polo shirts <laughs> will generally cover from here to here. Your collars are higher. Your t-shirts are a little bit lower. Um, but um, the guiding principle I usually use, especially with, with young ladies that want to get tattoos, or old ladies that want to get tattoos and are concerned about the workplace, if you're in a place where you're not supposed to show tattoos, you're probably not supposed to show that much skin. So, you know what I mean? Within your short sleeves, it's usually okay for the workplace. Um, don't get any tattoos on your hands or your face unless you're a tattoo artist. <laughs> yeah. Or, no, not a gang member. <laughs> or, you know, any sort of creative thing where you don't have a boss. Because a lot of people, like, most of my clients are medical professionals, like, creative professionals, stylists, artists, like, people who, they run their own schedules. 
and even a lot of professionals, like CEOs and people who are high up in corporations, like no one tells them what to do. They tell the other people what to do. So, yeah. All right. Let me get some more questions because I can go on and on about that. I like your lightsaber. You. You. Yeah, all the time. I'm going to share with you something because I'm super proud of it. Um, I do that all the time. Like the half on, like the where they meet. Like you'll have a tattoo that's whole on one side and whole on the other side and they'll meet. I do um, finger tattoos, things like uh, love or, can you guys hear me from here? Yeah? Uh, like the words love or little hearts on the fingers and stuff like that are very common wedding tattoos. I just recently did a tattoo from my best friend and her husband for her graduation, which was a uh, logo that he designed. And it was um, both of their initials, like they're both A-O, and so the A and then the O, and then it reverses, and it's A and O. It looks like a little zigzag. Really sick. Like, little custom things like that. Very common. All right. The, all right. We'll start with the lifesaver, and then we're going to go right from there. They're all helping me. Oh. Oh. Well, that works. That worked. Um, I have a lot of word tattoos. Mm-hmm. The first thing you would do is hit up this man right here to my right. His name is Tone. He is the, like, baddest graffiti artist. Like, he's got this style that looks like Arabic, like, biblical text, but it's English. Yeah, it's so dope. So there's that. Like, you can always turn it into graffiti, um, crazy letter styles. Like, you've got your graffiti that's, like, your black letters, and they're called wild styles, like, they zig and zag, all kinds of crazy. And then you've got, like, um, what's, what do you call that? Scripts? Scripts, where it's just like the way that a person does it in their style with a chisel pen will really, it's like calligraphy very much. It's like it's, it's readable, but it's not readable. But it's not readable that too. Like yeah, it can be legible, various levels of legible or not. And um, it can definitely, that can definitely make it into art. The other thing is um, script. Like calligraphy is beautiful, cursive is beautiful. Like I'm sure you guys all know the Sullen Angels brand. Like, I generate those. All the script tattoos that I do, you see on my website, they're hand-drawn. Like, I just draw them right away. So you just take that, draw a line on the person's body, draw the letters along that line, and uh, tattoo it. That's how I do it, at least. Yeah. Right. I like your hat. You and the hat. Literary tattoos? You say Literary? Glittery. Glitter tattoos. Oh, actually, very excited. One of the things I am, um, when I was talking about the phosphorescent ink, I've got a friend who's like, he's like, you know the TED conferences? He's like one of those kind of guys, like a total tech guru. And he approached me once about um, co-developing a pearlescent ink because phosphorus are poisonous. But like we pretty much eat oysters, so they're not poisonous. And um, he was talking about uh, developing something like that, like a pearlescent ink that you can tattoo and it will maintain its pearlescence. Very complicated chemical equation, but he's a chemist, so that's what he does. But um, stuff like that, future tattooing, that happening, that would be super awesome. Super awesome. Oh, and then I also do white tattoos, which um, they come out in various shades. They're not going to be stark white so much as they're going to lighten your skin like uh, seven to eight shades. And um, those can come out really, really awesome. Anywhere from like a cream color to like a khaki to like a stark white. Yeah. So that has that effect. Like you only see them in the dark or you see them when you flush. It's really tight. And it comes from a, well, 
mine came from my clients. They asked me to do it. But um, I actually read up on it a little bit. And back in, like, Edo, Japan, like, the geishas would do it because they could get these tattoos and no one would see them until they blushed. And that was considered, like, the sexiest thing ever. Can I say sexy? Yes. yes. You can say sexy. <laughs> do we have uh, some more questions? Yes, Johnny. I have not seen a nerdy tattoo gun. I've seen some really awesome ones. I've seen some like I've seen some where the coils are wrapped in like bat wings, like snake skin, like human hair, like crazy stuff like that. They'll have like the frames will have like traditional Maori coins in them, like skulls, animal skulls, dope stuff like that. I guess that would be nerdy, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then this <clears throat> Ow. This gentleman in the gray t shirt, please. Mm -hmm. um, I was 19 when I gave my first tattoo. Yeah. No, when I gave someone else a tattoo, and I think I was 24 when I got my first own tattoo. There's a little bit of a gap there. I'm very indecisive. <laughs> I definitely am the worst client. That's why I have so few. Like, I'm, I know I'm the worst client in the world, and I would never want to inflict myself on someone else. <laughs> I do. I have this one. And I have another one that I'm... Um, my tattoos are very meticulously planned, and there's certain artists, the ones that I just mentioned, that I want to have do them. But one lives in Japan and Brazil and can never be found. One lives in Japan and can also never be found. Tattoos are illegal in Japan. Very hard to get them. Um, <laughs> one is in New York, and I can get there, but it's just kind of complicated. Yeah. Um, was there more to that question? The lady in the hat. Like your hat. Is it any more difficult to tattoos? Yeah, very. Very. Very complicated. <laughs> but it's very difficult to, for it to fix because you don't see the ink while you're tattooing. You just have to be very meticulous and methodical about putting it in. You must have to count your strokes, you know? And um, when you, anytime you're tattooing in a lighter color, like white or yellow or tan, you can't see the ink as you're tattooing it. So as the person's skin flushes or reddens, like you can't see what you're doing anymore. So you just have to, it's almost like tattooing blind. It's cool though. It's an adventure. The gentleman in the black shirt. Uh, do you like prefer doing original or mine No, not at all. I actually, yeah, it's, it's an I don't mind situation because I do love doing original work and drawing. But when people bring in their original work, it's actually easier for me. So, or when they bring in their original work or something that's ready to tattoo, it's easier for me. The problem is they never do that. They always bring it in, and it's like, I'm like I can't tattoo that on you like that. So I have to fix it. But yeah. <laughs> people bring me a picture of someone else's tattoo. I'm like, I gotta do something to that. Change it, make it flat. You know, anything like that. And then there's a gentleman in black here. I apprenticed in Salvador da Bahia, Brazil. Yes. Not San Salvador. El Shoot. Not El Salvador. Salvador. <laughs> um, monster hat. Whoa. I got a lot of attention. I get one of those. It was off. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to look like a bunch of patchwork. 
That is a tattoo-specific question that I would rather save for the end. But yeah, just grab me after the convention. I don't got to be anywhere else. Wow. I don't need to be anywhere else until about uh, 5, so I've got some time for questions and answers. <laughs> we do have time for probably maybe three or four more questions and yeah. most you get 11 minutes. We breeze through that hour. You guys have a lot of good questions. There's a lot of people. And I'm glad. Yeah, a lot of people, like a lot of good questions. I had a candy response ready. I was going to be like... <laughs> You know, they say there's no such thing as a bad question, but that was it. And I didn't get it, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone think of that really bad question. Sunglasses? You, on the head. Sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. I remember my first unprofessional tattoo. What would be my first professional one? Yeah, my first tattoo, I actually still keep it in my uh, portfolio because it came out awesome. Like, it came out pretty much technically perfect. It was just the, uh, the design was a, it would take me a while to find it, a while. <laughs> There's, um, it was the design off of the box of gloves that I'd bought, like the Black Cat brand gloves. And I just took that and tweaked it a little bit and tattooed it on them. Pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then we had a young lady here in black shirt with cool hair. That tattoo and the photography of it involves a lot of nudity, so I'd probably have to edit it. And the pictures that are posted are already online, and I don't have internet access. But sign up on the email list and ask me about it, and I'll email it to you. Or add me on Facebook. It's right there. She posts them like every time we have a session. Very cool. And um, red shirt there with glasses. Yeah, I've got a Darth Sidious out there. But yeah, Star Wars, I feel like Star Wars and Star Trek are like the most highly asked for tattoos out there. So yeah, definitely. We spent most of our time answering questions. I feel like I don't even know how to get into the whole everything else we were going to talk about. So we could just stop really well taking questions. PowerPoint presentation broke. So uh, let me see if there's anything I really want to hit on before we go. Oh, the main thing, you know, the first point was probably the best one, is I was going to talk about nerd tattoos, and, like, I feel like a lot of people are in doubt about whether or not they should actually get them. And my answer is a resounding yes. Because, like, <laughs> people, you get your tattoos because they're expressions of individuality, expressions of faith. Uh, some other people will have expressions of um, belonging, like a sense of belonging, a clan tattoo, a group tattoo, a family crest. Um, I feel like nerd tattoos are unique in that they encompass all of those. Like, that tattoo that you get, that Zelda Triforce, that's all you. At the same time, like, there's probably going to be a lot of other people that get that tattoo. So it kind of puts you in this click, you know what I mean? And um, I always thought that was really cool. Back in the day, there was actually a really strong sense of belonging associated with tattoos. As opposed to today, everyone's about, I want this, I want these stars and text to be original. That was a joke. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> everyone wants their tattoo to be the only tattoo that, that's ever been done like it. There are 4 billion people on this planet. It's a numerical impossibility. Maybe more. My data's old. <laughs> 7 billion people on this planet. It's a numerical impossibility to get something that no one else has thought of. But what I always say is it's, um, what makes it unique, I think you had the question about where to start, is the journey that brought you to that tattoo. Like, anyone can get cherry blossoms. But cherry blossoms can mean, the traditional Japanese meaning is the fleeting beauty of life. They bloom for a moment and then they all die and they fall. They can mean that. They can mean 
Seven of them can mean you and your six siblings. It can mean a specific event in your life. And to me, that's what makes a tattoo unique, what goes into it. And uh, that's what I like about nerd tattoos. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty much it. And if you're, I mean, I don't know, like, I was never into sports. I was never super religious. I never really had a hobby. So if you're like that, you know what I mean? Like, Zelda was bigger to me than basketball. People get basketball tattoos. Right? <laughs> I've been wanting to do that since yesterday. You guys had the, uh, <laughs> the Kasu contest. The, the, the whole thing went horribly wrong. And the guy was just like, all right, we got sentences up coming up. Awkward pause. He was like, okay. They're not here. <laughs> Get some of those in there. <laughs> Fail. Another thing I also wanted to touch on was um, what goes into making a a good tattoo versus a not so good tattoo because um, that's another one of the things that I feel people struggle with is finding a good artist finding a good tattoo planning it and designing it well and um yeah I had some really bad examples we're really out of time for that lots of fun stuff to laugh at but you'll totally find them on your own as soon as you hit search on Google um <laughs> oh wait you have papers everywhere are we out of time uh, no, you got six minutes. Okay, awesome. Um, I would say the first thing, I was always told that the most important thing for a tattoo artist is their drawing. Like, there's an old myth that tattoo artists don't need to know how to draw because it's mostly tracing of stencils. That is not the case anymore. Like, the industry has fundamentally changed from the past, like, five to ten years, where it's no longer dominated by big shops. You guys remember the club tattoo stickers that were everywhere? Three club tattoos have closed. Meanwhile, like, wow. The industry has come to be dominated by a really niche artist that offer, like, a highly custom experience, like, really artistic tattoos and a service, whereas, like, before it was just, like, it was cool to go get a tattoo, so you go to your local tattoo shop. So um, I think that's a really big thing to look out for. Like, make sure your tattoo artist is an artist, too. Because um, I've been told that. Like, I'll walk into shops when I was trying to get my apprenticeship, and they were like, oh, your drawings are cool, but you don't need to learn how to draw. Here, take this map. Um, <laughs> not true. And um, the people that take that outlook, because I've worked at most of the major shops in the Eastern Valley, the people that take that, um, that uh, rationale, it's much more of a production industry, you know? It's much more of a, someone wants a tattoo, get them in, sit them down, get the tattoo on them. Who cares if it's right or the right color or the right placement or whatever, you know? You want someone that's going to take their time with you, get the place them, placement fit for your body, get the scale right for your body part. God, they're such good examples. Like, you got to scale a tattoo to a body part. You don't want to have, like, a big Thor arm with a little tattoo on it any more than you want to have, like, a little scrawny arm with a big old something that wraps around it twice. So, um, you know, pay attention to that. Um, the other factors that go into it is placement, placement, placement. Like, can't stress it enough. Like, where you put your tattoo, even within a given body part, is super important. Like, having it placed in a way that your deltoid is a teardrop shape. You want it to fit that, that body part. Um, I think I like the questions more. <laughs> um, you can probably take one or two before we have to go. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'll go for questions. That's easier. Uh, let me give this gentleman the shoulder pads. So, 
I think it's very important. Sometimes you can see it on the surface of someone. Sometimes you can't as much. Like some people have better muscle tone. So um, I think knowing where things lie, not only does it help you in placing your tattoos, because people's muscle tone will change. Like if someone's cut when they come in, it's really easy to place it. Whereas if they're not as cut, you might place it. And then later if they work out and now they've got a big tricep line running through your tattoo, it could not be the best. So I think knowing, knowing your anatomy is really important, like studying human anatomy, kinesthetics, kinesiology, how people move will affect like how your tattoos move when they move. Um, it also helps you with positioning. That's a big challenge, just how to have people lie and sit when they're, uh, when they're being tattooed to be comfortable and be able to sit there for three hours in pain. Not pain, mild pain, slight discomfort. Tiny ballerinas dancing across your skin. It's spiked heels. It's spiked heels. <laughs> and then... Um, Gentlemen here, and then you. Mixed. A lot of people hate their first tattoos. A lot of people have like a love-hate relationship with it. Like when you got it, it was important to you and it meant something to you. I think that's the important thing, not only in choosing and getting your tattoo, but also in appreciating it later. Like if you were about that tattoo and you got that Triforce, like it was the biggest thing. You're never going to regret that Triforce. Exactly. <laughs> and that's it. Like, when you get a tattoo because it means something to you, you're not going to regret it. Even if you grow out of that, it was still a phase you were in. Like I always say when people are asking about that, I'll say um, everything that we do and every word that we say in life leaves a mark. It's the people who, are get, who get tattooed are courageous, courageous enough to wear it on the surface, show it off to everyone, look at it in the mirror every morning. You know? Like, everything we do. I remember... Wow, why am I talking like this? It's because I haven't slept. <laughs> Everything we do leaves a mark. You know, it's going to leave an indelible mark on our life, our history, our story, our memories, our personality, even how we develop as a person. But rocking that tattoo is, uh, is what makes you one of the courageous few that's like, this is what I did. This is what it meant. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on that very high note, we're going to have to go ahead and clear out of the room because it is 4 o'clock. Thank you all for coming. And if you have more questions, he'll be hanging around for a little bit. Sign up for the mailing list. Yeah, do that. I'll be over there by the stuff for sale. Yo, check out that elephant painting. I started that at this fashion show last week. I'm really proud of it. Dig it out. Have a great day, everybody.